Hello, I'm Tim Ackert, founder of Ackert Electric LLC, located in Coventry, Connecticut. Ackert Electric has been proudly serving our customers and community since 1993. We are committed to providing quality service for all your electrical needs, from the first phone call to the completion of your project. No matter the size of your project, we are here to help. From a simple lighting upgrade to wiring your new home or office, we have the know-how to get the job done at a reasonable price. Give us a call at 860-742-9506 or email us info at ackertelectric.com. Welcome back to Walking in Your Shoes. Here is part two with Ronald Villanova. Well, I said I was mischievous. It wasn't my idea to throw the damn rat in the bale in the first place. Right, that was right. Herb's. That was his idea. <laughs> <laughs> so any further questions? Well, actually, well, you're an author, too. That is correct. You are correct, Lizard Lips. I, I am. So uh, we have a question about what books have you written? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Can you tell us about them? Well, here's the deal on the books. At one point, well, for a long time, I was uh, corporate counsel in the corporate law department of uh, a Fortune 500 financial services company. Well, there were, at the time I joined, there were approximately, I'd say 35 or 40 lawyers and uh, maybe 10 paralegals. So as years went by, they added more lawyers, they added more paralegals. And then for some reason, the general counsel, who was my boss, we were together doing something. And he said, uh, by the way, uh, what are you doing with the paralegals? I said, I'm not doing, what do you mean doing with the paralegals? Right. So well, you're responsible for the paralegal program. I said, I am? I didn't know that. Well, I'm telling you, you are. Wow. Oh, okay. He said, I want to know if I'm getting my money's worth. I said, oh, crap. You know, I didn't become a lawyer to do administrative managerial yeah. crap. Right. It's, I didn't want to do that, but now I'm, I'm the paralegal coordinator. <laughs> Hooray for me. <laughs> and the boss wants to know if he's getting his money's worth. So I start talking to the paralegals, you know, <laughs> And uh, then I talked to the lawyers who are supervising the paralegals, and I realized he ain't getting his money's worth. Oh, you know? no. So I had to tell them that. Well, what are you going to do about it? What am I supposed to do? You're so damn creative. Do something about it. <laughs> you have to understand that my boss, the general counsel, is a very nice guy. I've known him for a long time. We're friendly, you know? Yeah. And he didn't get mad when I called him my severity. He knew that we all talked about him as his holiness. You know, it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. He could take a joke. He was very precise, so I re referenced him as, uh, yes, my exactitude. You know, crap <laughs> like that. Uh, so, we got together with a colleague of mine, Tom Calvacaresi, and we decided we would uh, institute some sort of a uh, continuing education program for the paralegals. And we thought, what are we going to do? We're going to have to think, we're going to have to prepare them to think more like lawyers. So that means we have to train them more like lawyers are trained. 
Okay. The long and short of that is, I thought, where do we begin? So I thought, how about logic? All our, all our activity is based on the English language and how you put language together. What are words about? How do you string words together? What do they mean? You know? And the place to start in our business is how do you draw a conclusion based upon your analysis and research of the cases that you have, you know? Because mm -hmm. the first thing you do as a lawyer is you get an issue, you spot what area of the law it is, say it's in contracts, you've got these facts. Well, how have these facts been treated previously by the courts? So you go and read cases. But in order to do that, you got to have a basis of what are the facts? Are they valid? How do they how do they couple together? And what conclusion could you draw from that? So I did a course. I don't know how long it is. It's probably too long. Uh, <laughs> you, well, you're laughing at me, right? Because <laughs> I said that. You said it's probably too so long. So I put together this course. <laughs> uh, logic. Aristotelian logic. No Venn diagrams. No Berlin symbols. That... It's just words, pure words. And um, we made, I didn't, I didn't make the paralegals you look at. It was all, all on videotape. Oh. So it's like three, four hours of videotape lecture. Yeah. Me in front of a camera. That was about entertaining. I tried <laughs> to make it entertaining, but it's pretty dry stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. Did, did you have like a chalkboard behind you where you... Did you have any diagrams you were showing or anything? I did diagram the uh, square of opposition for them. Oh, ah, okay. Yes. I did some, not very limited, though. Mm -hmm. very limited. I, I did prepare a syllabus for them. Okay. It took a while to do the syllabus. I'll connect this up at some point, maybe 10 o'clock tonight. Okay. <laughs> we're here for it. So, <laughs> I told them they didn't have to view the lectures, but I would know who did and who didn't. So they all did. Some of them were happy to have, you know, they were encouraged by that. I was paying attention to them. Somebody's paying attention, you know, and some of them thought it was a waste of time. Typical. Yeah. You know? so, what do we do next? So Calvin, what do we do next? Well, how do lawyers lawyer? How do they lawyer? Holy crap. You know, Put together nine hours of videotape wow. on legal method, how lawyers lawyer, uh, statutory interpretation, reading case law, reading statutes, case law, analysis of case law. What the, oh, God. <laughs> Awful. It, it was just, it's boring. Yeah. But they all watched it. What they, got, what they started to do was they would get together, get their lunch I'll go to one of our auditoriums, I'll call it. Put the put the uh, cassette in. It was all on video cassette. So they'd have their lunch and watch the lecture for an hour. And they just did that until they finished. Wow. They liked that one. They thought that was helpful. So what do we do next? Well, now that we've done this, how do you write about this stuff? What are the rules of writing? So Calva Caressi did, oh, mercifully, Three hours of writing without writing. It was a very good course. Hmm. They liked that one. So at the uh, prompting of some of the paralegals who are interested in this and were going to law school themselves, they wanted me to do a course on contracts. So I did the course on contracts. That was relatively short. Mm -hmm. 
maybe four hours. And it was each one of these courses, we put together a syllabus for them. So we had stuff in writing. We didn't want them taking notes and all that. You know, they, they got it. And if they watching us for what it turned out to be something like 20 hours was more than enough for any human being, you know? So if they wanted to refresh their recollection, they had the syllabus. So what I'm leading up to is finally, after I retired, Cal McCarthy said, what are you going to do with the syllabus? I said, well, I don't know. He says, why don't you just write it up? Turn it into some books. I said, oh, crap. You know? <laughs> so I started a long time ago, actually. And gradually, I, I used the syllabus as the base, changed some of it around, modified, added, you know, the usual stuff. And I ended up uh, with three books, Legal Logic, Legal Method, and uh, Legal Promise is what I call the contracts course. And uh, you can get them on Kindle, Amazon, soft, what do you call it? Soft cover? Oh, yeah, hardcover. Or um, Kindle. Paperback. You get paperback or you get um, electronically. What do they call that? Oh, ebook. 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 Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, and I can t I can tell when the semester is about to begin, because that's when the royalties come in. <laughs> Some professors out there may requiring his poor students to buy my book, <laughs> but and, and just be bored out of their minds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad it's out there. I just, I don't care about the damn royalties. It's piddling anyway. You know, it's just, yeah. it's a very limited audience, really. Right, right. But the fact that they're out there and people are using them, that's satisfying. Yeah, all that hard work continues to. I'm glad um, I did it. Yeah. I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> I probably You would. did it once, you know, that's enough. <laughs> the other book I have out there is something called Letters to Uncle Fred. I'm going to wrap this up with Letters to Uncle Fred, okay? Yeah. What time is it? Yeah, no worries. No worries. No yeah, worries. yeah. We don't have a time limit with our yeah. with our. Sometimes podcast. you have to get home to the kids and. Eh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Over the course of the years, I was very close to my uncle Fred. Crazy person, really good man. Yeah. Uh, and he moved when I was, I guess, a teenager. He moved with his family out to Denver, Colorado, because she. My aunt Virginia had folks out there, but we stayed in touch. You know, we'd write back and forth. It's just stupid shit, you know, family stuff. And uh, over the years, I wrote quite a few letters. It was better than talking to him on the phone because he could run my telephone bill. Something of <laughs> God, right? He liked yeah. to talk, as I do, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> And the conversations long, long distance at the time was expensive, you know? That's true. You say, do you think I'm the Bank of America? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he had me on the phone once. And to, make, to prove his point, he had on tape part of an opera. He first played it to me when it was done by a German group. Mm. And then he played it to me when it was done in Italian. Just, to, just so I would notice the contrast between what it sounds like in German, awful, <laughs> and what it sounds like in Italian. Yeah. You know, music. Right. <laughs> yeah. That took probably a half an hour. <laughs> and then his commentary ran another half an hour. <laughs> oh, my God. So I would try to avoid the long telephone conversations by writing him rather long letters. 
which turned out to be a whole bunch of short stories about me, uh, the family, you know, that's adventures of, of little Ronnie Crabbed. Yeah. So, and I, you know, I signed the letters and we're on the phone once and he said, what are you going to do with the letters when I'm dead? I said, what do you mean when you're dead? <laughs> I said, well, you got to do something with them. Why don't you do it now? Like what? So publish them, put them together, leave out the swear words. <laughs> I say keep them. <laughs> I did keep some of them. Good. <laughs> so it was more like it wasn't a suggestion. It was more like I want you to do this. Yeah. So I so I did. I I selected some of the letters that were suitable for publication, <laughs> put it together, and they they got published. That's really cool. Uh, yeah. I love that. And that's satisfying too. Yeah. yeah. Is that your favorite book that you've published? It, it is. I'd say that's my favorite, and my next favorite would be my contracts book. That got applause from my paralegals. They thought it was really good. That's really cool. It was because it was helpful to them. Yeah. Right. They did quote my paralegals. I say my paralegals. When I left, we had almost 50 of them. Oh, wow. They weren't all mine. I had, I had. I was responsible directly for only three of them. Okay. The rest were spread throughout the department. Good group. Many of them became lawyers, so that was satisfying too. Yeah. One one of them, <laughs> she, she after I retired, she sent me in the mail a little piece of a shingle. Okay. Here's the story. <laughs> She was going to law school, and she was feeling overwhelmed at everything she had to do because it's tough going. It's law school tough, right? And I said to her, Karen, you don't have to shingle the whole house. You just have to put on one shingle at a time. You take a shingle, put some nails in it, and you pick up another one. It's just one at a time. That you're feeling overwhelmed because you think. Everything that you're going to have to do, you don't have to do that. Yeah. Just do it piece at a time. So she sent me a shingle after she graduated from law school. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's really cute. <laughs> Sometimes stupid things that I say actually influence people. No, right. definitely. Do you still have that shingle? No, I don't. Oh. No, I don't. <laughs> it was a whole piece. You, you yeah, could have framed it? No? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's the memory that he has. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, r related to writing, do you believe in writer's block? No. <laughs> okay. So if you take a piece of paper and just start writing, yeah, stream of consciousness, it doesn't matter if it's connected or not. Mm -hmm. You've got a story. Everybody has a story. Everybody's had experiences. Exactly. Even Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you He's have? had some good experiences. He's had some bad experiences. Yeah. Right. Yeah, just start writing it. Yeah. You can connect it up later, especially with the computer nowadays. You know? That's true. That's true. It's, it's easier than doing it longhand, I think. True. I got to learn how to use word processing, which is an accomplishment for me because I'm computer illiterate. Well, even now they, they have it that, I mean, you can just type things up just by talking into the computer, talking it's into even the easier. phone. So, I mean, so, just, yeah. st just start. Mm-hmm. Right. Life is a blank piece of paper. You know, you create your own story as you go along. That's the way it works. Everybody, and everybody has experience in something. Exactly. Write what you know. 
you know this, write it out. Mm-hmm. I had a good time when I went to Rotterdam and I crashed into three people. You know, whatever. <laughs> I, you know, whatever. I would love to hear Chris's stories. Yeah. Chris is really being put on the spot tonight. <laughs> yeah. He deserves it. Yes. <laughs> He's a good boy. Yes. He is. He is. He's got beautiful children, too. He does. Yes. They're yeah. both so adorable. And they're very well behaved. Yes. And smart. Yes. Well, they, they favor the mother, yeah. so it's okay. Well, I would, too. I'm just kidding, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I think we already covered your, your three yeah. wishes with the magic genie and and, <laughs> and uh, you did touch upon where listeners can find your books so on Amazon um, apparently it's real easy I don't know yeah yep yeah is there anything else you want to tell us I I can but then I'd have to kill you oh <laughs> that's stupid I, I kind of saw that coming <laughs> it popped into my head <laughs> I mean, coming from an Italian. I know. That, oh, no. Yeah, that, we're all bad people. Yeah, that was kind of a given that, you know, right. something was going to be yeah. said. Yeah, <laughs> well, well, thank you for being yeah, thank here. Thank you so much for being so open with us and telling us some really amazingly funny stories. It's been my pleasure. Yeah. Happy to be here. All righty. Well, thank you so much again. Um, for coming in and talking with us and thank you for our listeners for tuning in we're so happy that you're here with us for season two and we look forward to interviewing more people right getting more stories out there exactly we hope that you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we did absolutely and uh you can check us out on social media just by looking up walking in your shoes podcast you can reach us on all of our social media platforms um, definitely reach out with more questions for our guests. If you have any burning questions that they didn't uh, get the chance to answer and we could do a part two episode with them or bonus content on our Patreon. Absolutely. Thanks again for listening. And uh, everyone has a story to tell. We can't wait to hear yours. This has been a production of Artist Haven Media. NBC, NBC, make new business connections at NBC. Are you looking to grow your career with business connections, networking, and lifelong friends? Are you in the Northeastern Connecticut area? Then you are exactly the type of person we're looking for at the Northeast Business Connections Group. We are an ever-growing group of business owners, agents, and representatives based in Northeastern Connecticut with a focus on networking, community service, and sharing resources with each other. To find out more, please visit our Facebook page, Northeast Business Connections, or email nebusinessconnections at gmail.com. NBC, NBC, make new business connections at NBC.